Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. What's up, fellas? What's new? <laughs> a little bit of an awkward pause on that one. My uh, my baby is 21 today. Lindy girl is Lindy's birthday today. Crazy oh. to me. Crazy. 21, wow. 21. You know what that means? Well, uh, no. You're old, you're old, man. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I thought you were going to say something like, that means that yeah. you need to take her out to the bar for, for a night on the town. And <laughs> no. I was like, well, wait a second. No, just you're, you're, you're old. That's it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I've known that for a while. But, yeah, it's being more and more solidified yeah. every year. So It reminds me that my 10-year my or, no, my 20-year class reunion, one of the guys brought his 21-year-old daughter. Like, she just turned 21 the day before, and so that was her trip to the bar was dad's 20-year reunion. <laughs> Huh. It was weird. Was that, Pri- was that in Prineville by any it, chance? It was in Prineville. Yeah, imagine yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Much <laughs> cattle. Shout out to all of our Prineville listeners. Yeah. 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 It, was, it was bizarre. So. That's awesome. <laughs> well, happy birthday to Lindy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's exciting. We yeah. had the sad news was that uh, I finally had to turn my heater on this week. So it's always like a depressing time of year <laughs> when you, you, you give up and finally, like it was 100 degrees last week and had the yeah. AC on. And then this week, uh, Kicked on the. Do you furnace. know why it's depressing? Because it's a heat pump. No, 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 no. That's what? not a. That's not depressing because that saves money. Yeah. When it's a wood stove, you look for reasons and excuses to start your fire because it's just so awesome. Yeah. And so I lit mine up twice this this week and was happy to do so. Used to do the wood stove. No. I know you guys are. Both I'm not wood saying stove it's guys. easier. Yeah. We're um, wood stove I, I set my my thermostat and that's that's all I do. Perfect. I, well, think we, I think we get to stack. And then I pay wood less, this weekend. I think, than you guys do per month. So that's all I'm saying. And I'm lazy. I don't know. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> yeah. Before I get before I get angry at Brent. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> what else? Do, do you have something else? Uh, no. Oh, you I, know, mean, I, I was waiting for you to introduce a new topic for banter or something. Uh, I was going to do an <laughs> announcement, and then I remembered that we're not allowed to. So I'm not doing an announcement. Okay. So. Then jump in, jump in, and jump in. Is the that what we're doing? We're jumping in. I, I guess, guess we can jump right in. Yeah. So today's topic, we're going to talk about uh, spiritual disciplines. I don't know if that term gets people excited <laughs> or, or or not excited. <laughs> we were talking earlier that just the word discipline sucks. Right. Like it's just a bad word. Right. So, right. Yeah, so no. When you, I hear that term, I think I think negative. Do you have alternative language? Nope. No, that's probably the best word for it. Or spiritual practices, maybe. Some people would, would call them practices. Okay, that is better. Which, yeah, it does sound a little better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so let's start off. Uh, well, I, when do you guys want to pray? Hobbies. Before we like jump right in. So yeah. want to pray? Spiritual yeah. hobbies. Sure. Father, we pray that you'd uh, bless this time that we have to talk. I pray that uh, we would have a good time together and that we would encourage the church in what we uh, discuss and that you'd just give us wisdom now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I, I would nix hobbies. That's not good. <laughs> 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 not disciplines, not it hobbies. It sounds like some fun. <laughs> um, so let, let's throw out a definition. What, what are spiritual disciplines or spiritual practices? How, how would you define those? Yes. Not helpful. Practices. <laughs> I, th- I mean, it's basically, I think the idea is, is a way to, um, you know, train yourself towards godliness is kind of the way I guess I would, I would sure. think of them. 
um, practices that help us to grow in our faith and, and grow in our spiritual maturity. Yeah. Yeah. Things that, that cultivate, um, there you go, you know, cultivate our faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, what are some spiritual disciplines? And like, I don't think there's an exhaustive list, so I'm not asking us to like, you know, run the gambit, but like give, give some examples of what we, what would be considered spiritual disciplines or spiritual practices. Bible reading, <clears throat> reading scripture. So prayer, obviously. Fasting, yeah. David's favorite. Fasting, yeah. which I do all the time. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, you, you know, some people have come up with lists. Uh, I think it's up into the 200 yeah. range right. that some people have come up with now, and I think it gets kind of silly at some point um, because you can make, you know, a foot rub. <laughs> I guess, you know, spiritual discipline. <laughs> I could add some hobbies to <laughs> yeah. the list. It's like, I don't think that's a spiritual discipline. Right, fishing is a spiritual discipline. Yes, but I would say... I would say some that, people would argue it is. Yeah, if Sorry. the if the Bible makes it clear that it's it's, you know... I think reading the word prayer, fasting are, are pretty clear ones. Yeah, um, fellowship. But yeah, obviously. when you start getting into like journaling and things like that, I, I, eh, maybe. But I'm not sure about those. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so Don Whitney had a book, and that's one of his in, in his book. So journaling. If you've one? never read uh, Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian by Don Whitney, that's kind of like the classic mm-hmm. book on the subject. Uh, I think uh, most people would agree. That, mm-hmm. And he uh, he he had he wrote it in 1991, I think, and then revised it in 2014. And in 2014, he actually revised it to be much more tied to the gospel as opposed to more just maybe works-based kind of stuff, which was kind of cool. Um, so if you if you do buy it, I would I would go for the revised version. Hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> so so if there are some things that maybe could be considered a spiritual discipline and some things that that wouldn't be, like where where's the line? Like how do we how do we determine if you know fishing is a spiritual discipline or journaling or you know some of those things that might be. A gray well, Brent, area, if you will. I think Brent already hit it. Like, I, I think the Scripture has given us prescriptions for the church. They're mostly found in the um, in the epistles mm-hmm. to the church because we can actually go Old Testament or places outside the epistle and come up with things that are questionable, right? <laughs> because they were part of a, a Jewish culture or whatever. You know what I mean? And be like, oh, that's a, you know. So um, I think they're they're things that are given in the Bible. Now I think that that we do have a lot of freedom and liberty in Christ, um, and that relationship to find other things and discover other things to kind of adventure out and find things that benefit our relationship with Him and bring us closer to Him. So it could be it could be a, a morning on the water once in a while alone sure. with a fishing pole, right? But that wouldn't be something that's that's definite for the church, for the people of God, that right. they need to be doing so. Yeah, I, I would say it's things that are clearly clearly promoted as staples in the epistles mm-hmm. to the church. I like that, staples in the life of the Christian. Yeah. yeah. I wrote a list, and, and the list I had had Bible study and prayer, fasting, confession, uh, worship, and, and I think, like, attending worship service, but also, you know, maybe singing, you know, in your own private time or whatever. Um, fellowship, uh, rest, Thankfulness, service, generosity. Mm, rest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a. I, I like practicing that one. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Well, at that you one. and me both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and it's probably probably worth making the distinction. Like maybe a lot of these things, may, maybe all of these things, can be you know corporate in nature, but but they could also be individual in nature. And I think like my thought today is is thinking more individual in nature but but there is like a corporate aspect i think to a lot of these sure. see this is actually well. part of the reason that i, I kind of struggle with this topic a little bit is that I, I think i think that the way that god has intended for us to grow as christians is probably more corporate than it is individual and i think we put all of the emphasis on individual 
And I think that the way that we're intended to grow is, is through being part of the body of Christ and doing these things together. I, I would say mm-hmm. um, that that's part of why the, the idea of that individual kind of focus, I know it's important. I'm not right. discounting that it's, that it's, that it's not, but I, I think that the means that he's given us has to do with um, being under the proclaimed word of God, hearing the preaching of the word, uh, the Lord's supper, uh, fellowship, corporate prayer, corporate worship, those kinds of things I think are, are the, the bigger area of growth for Christians that we, we kind of get it. I think we get, get it the wrong way around, I guess right. I would say. Well, so like, yeah, it, well, it's, it's, it's not one or the other, right? It's, yeah. it's both and, which is, yeah. which is what you're saying. Like it's, it's like all these things I think cross over. They're, they're both individual and corporate, whether it's prayer, whether it's, um, uh, the, re- the reception of the word, uh, fellowship obviously has to be done corporately. You right. can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't do it with yourself. You know, I guess you can <laughs> high five yourself or something, but, um, but, but like, where they do matter, I think where it becomes a discipline, and this is where it can get sticky, is when no one else is around. Like, right. how's my relationship with God? Where are my thoughts? What am I doing? Right. And so then it really becomes, it's easy to walk in these things and participate in these things when everybody around you is doing it. But it becomes something different when no one's watching. Yeah. And that's where I think it can get it can get weird. Sure. Well, but the, there is the aspect of just the discipline of, not forsaking the fellowship, the discipline of getting oh, out of no bed doubt. on Sunday morning, no coming, yeah, coming to church, no the doubt. discipline of being a part of yeah, no of the body of Christ, which I think a lot of Christians don't do no, anymore. No, sure. I think they're more focused on, on, I mean, there's so many that we run into, and maybe this is what's sticking in my craw, I sure. guess, is the idea of, I don't need what's a the craw? church. I don't know exactly what it is. I think it might, <laughs> it's might, a place yeah. where something sticks. <laughs> a little craw daddy? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably should look that up before we say it. Uh, anyway, so many people want to do individual Lone Ranger Christianity. Yep. And, 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 you know, it's, it's about me and my time with the Lord on the, on the lake, you know, fishing and not, you know, that's, no doubt. No doubt. and that, I guess maybe that's what I'm kicking And we all kicking, know why is because the, the, there, there is an aspect that's easier of not being in direct relationship. We talk about this all the time. Like it's one of those, it's, it's difficult to strive with others in life uh, yeah. who are not exactly like you. So, you know, what's really nice is, is just me and God going yeah. for a walk yep. and, uh, yeah, you know, so I guess I, along I that line, like where my head was at, like I think there's a lot of people that might say, like, I'll come to church to get my dose, you know, get the, these things yes. in, and then during the rest of the week, not giving any thought to, you know, some some of these things. That's and, where I was going right, with it, and, and that, it's not enough. It's, yeah. it's not enough to do that. There should be, you know, it's it's both, like you said, there should know, be corporate, life corporate practice. And, and individual, yeah, yeah. And, and embedded into the way that we live. Yeah, like right. you, like we always talk about, like what you see is what you get with us. Like we try to be the same people. Um, at the pulpit or in the church when we're actually seen pastoring actively as we are when we're not seen. Like, we, we want to yeah. be the same person. Right. And that's how the Christian should be. It should be a life practice of desiring and drawing closer to God. So, yeah. yeah. So, so along those lines, one of the questions I had on here, are Christians required to practice spiritual disciplines? Now, that's where you got yeah. a little crossing going yeah. on there, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> the craw. Would we say that like it's the super Christians that practice spiritual disciplines, and, the super and the Christians. less than that don't? Definitely the supers. <laughs> yes, the Incredibles. <laughs> Brent, come on. It's again. I just I'm going to be that that guy today, and I'm sorry, but well, I, uh, I worded that intentionally to maybe yeah, raise get, get raise your cackles. Yeah. No, I, I, there's there there's that aspect of of you know this the the super spiritual among us. You know, uh, when we talk about who are good Christians and who are bad Christians, the good Christians are the ones that it, you know. Did you do your daily reading? Did right. you do your daily? You know, it becomes this almost. I don't know, Pharisaical law. Did you read a thing. tome this morning yeah, for right. breakfast? How many did you read more than a verse? Every. <laughs> yeah. 
Every um, morning it, I read it, a book. It becomes this, this way to measure or to uh, almost put yourself at this better place or higher level. And, and so much of, of when I think about spiritual disciplines, especially because a lot of people like to talk about, you know, how great they are in these right. things, it becomes this competition and, and it, it kind of starts to bug me a little bit. We had a dude that yeah. the church that me and Brent used to go to when our kids were young. And one of the elders there was like this like superhero intercessor. Like he just ate, lived, breathed prayer. And then every time that he got up to preach, it was always about prayer. And there was this like grandstanding of how much he prays and how deep he prays and how often he prays. And it just, it makes everybody else just feel like, like I might as well just go home right now. Like I'm never going to be like right. this dude. Like, you know? I thank God like I'm not like the that I'm not like these other people. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was pretty gnarly. But I think that's what Brett's talking about. Is we sure. we can all sit around and like grandstand our strength. You know what I mean? And that's not at all what spiritual disciplines are there for. So right. we can sit around and brag about how rad we are. Well, in the minute it turns into something we have to do um that's where it starts to get kind of weird because sure. again, um, you know, the, the idea of Jesus plus something, um, in our salvation and in our sanctification gets to be kind of a fuzzy area. But I would say that, that kind of like, you know, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. Yeah. Uh, Jesus said he promised we're going to grow. He's going to conform right. us into his image, but we can do it the easy way or the hard way. Right. And the easy way is to go along with the means that he's given us to, sure. to grow. And, and so, you know, uh, there's an old like saying that. that I, that I heard, um, you know, no word, no growth, Little word, little growth, much word, much growth. No. It's true. No. Um, I've, I found that to be true. But but the idea of just sitting down and busting out a you know fifteen minutes of reading when you're really not even, I mean, it's kind of this duty right. or an obligation <laughs> just to check it's, it off your reading yeah, plan for the day. At some point, you know, you you might there might be people that have faithfully done that for years, but it's not really a. I don't know. They're kind of missing the the, the good part of it, you know, as yeah. far as just just the aspect of worship, the aspect of spending time with your father. It's just a checklist item. It yeah, that's the difference. Is it, it can like it can become a checklist, and for a lot of people, like it is like their Bible reading, their Bible plan. Oh, I've read through the Bible every year since I was you know yeah. knee high to my mom, and 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 yet they don't even have like a real relationship or or understanding of the scripture. Right, and so it becomes like a well, and they even use that to measure whether they're they're being they're doing well as a Christian or doing poorly right. as a Christian. Mm-hmm. It's like if I don't if right. I don't Check read everything off, my if list. I miss a day of the week, well, I'm not a good Christian anymore. And it's like, well, you, that's not what makes you a good Christian. Christ is what makes you a good Christian. Right, and 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 that's right. You know, that's right. kind of where it gets weird. Yeah. But but you're absolutely right. If I if I want a garden and I use fertilizer and then water the seeds, like it's probably going to be better off than if I just throw seeds down and see what right. happens. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and you've talked about in the past, Brent, kind of duty versus delight. Yeah. And, you know, we can approach spiritual disciplines in both of those ways in, in one way, good, one way, not good. Right. And so kind of coming back to the question requirement, not, not, not a requirement, but, um, you know, should Christians engage in spiritual disciplines or spiritual practices? No, nope, they should not. <laughs> of, co- of course. Like, it's so beneficial. Yeah. So, again, we, it doesn't need to be, like, a, a duty thing. I think there's a time and a place for some people where you probably, you probably need to walk up to them and be like, you need, you need to grow up a little and, right. like, handle some of these things. But, like, it, it, it is for benefit. It is for blessing. It's right. for our good. And anytime we take that and flip it around and you know it's it's kind of ruined what it actually 
yeah. what it actually is. But, but there's that point where it's a blessing and not a burden. And, and I think yeah. anytime, anytime we've, we've turned this thing into a burden situation, and I guess in some ways, there's times we fake it till we make it. You know, there's sure. times when we just, we read because we're supposed to read and maybe there's not joy there and it still can benefit us because right. God's word doesn't return void. I, I get that. But, but you know, when, when you, when you can actually offer yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God and, and, and do what he's asked. And this is, this is done out of a, you know, a heart of gratitude and a heart of worship, it changes everything. And that's partly why I think it's corporately, it makes more sense in some ways for me than it does individually. Cause when I'm with the body of Christ, it, it changes that kind of mindset, I guess, for me at least. But, but yeah. you just said something super interesting that I found true in my life is even when I don't want to do these things. Yeah. Um, but I, I push through and do them. I'm always rewarded. Right. Like I'm always Absolutely. been, I don't know how many times I've been like, I don't want to go to this Bible study tonight. Right. <laughs> and it was the best possible thing I could have done. Yeah. You know, you're coming home, like walking on, walking on air and going like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I'm, that I m- might've missed that. Right. Like I needed that so bad. Um, and it's the same, you know, when we, when we come to church or when we, sometimes when we do read our Bible and we push through and be like, right. I don't really want to do this right now. Um, but then we do it and then we walk away like, with this impartation of like of blessing, you yeah. know, and and so and I think what you're talking about too is is it's different than the person who just purely out of duty all of the time, you know, tries to check things off their list. Well, you know, there there are times where we're not feeling it, you know, here yeah. and there, and we and we do have to push through. And I think that's right. a kind of a different thing than just the person who's trying to check off right. a thing on their list, you know, all of the time by doing these things. So, so what God gives us, regardless of the heart that we came to it with, is always going to bless us. I mean, right. that's that's the good news that we can bank on when it comes to spiritual disciplines or whatever we want to call them, is no matter what our motive is, we are going to walk away bettered, and it's because of what what God actually that's the faith. Does. That's the faith aspect of it for yeah. me, is that I go in, you know, I read the Word because I, I have faith that He said this is going to be, be a benefit to me, and it's going to draw me closer to Him, and it's going to be, you know, and I pray because... So there's that, that aspect of faith. That's where the discipline part is, is a weird word for me, yeah. because it just sounds so... I don't know. Regimented? Regimented, yeah. Um, you know, milita- militant kind of that, that thing. When I see the word discipline <laughs> in my brain, I see spanks. Like Sorry. swats with a paddle, not not the things. Not the just form, form-fitting. Form-fitting. No, my pops, com- my pops coming at <laughs> yeah. me like when I was a kid, <laughs> disciplining me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not very self-disciplined. I'll just I'll just put my table my cards on the table and just say that's why yeah, you don't I'm, like it. I've never been a disciplined yeah. person. Uh, maybe I am in some ways. I just you are. You are. In ways, I, I guess I sure. am. But when I think about the idea of, of self-discipline, <laughs> I just feel like that's something I didn't get a very good dose of. So that's probably why I kick against this so much. Yeah. I didn't get a good dose of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Si- good I'm at situational it. in my self-discipline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but something I is. like to do. Right. <laughs> well, if it's right. somewhere decent, I have, co- I have coffee not, every morning. I'm not going to bother. Right. I never yeah. miss a day. Yeah. <laughs> I never miss sleep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, you talked about a minute ago uh, that it's beneficial. Like, what, what are some of the benefits of engaging in these spiritual disciplines or practices? Well, again, I think I think what I... And we, we've kind of talked about it already. Like, at the end of the day, like, it, it, there's an impartation happening from God back to us in each of these things, right? So you're not... They're not just things that we're doing for God. There's right. things that we're doing to get God. And he is faithful to make sure that we get him, right? And so you're going to probably talk about means to an end or yep. ends to a mean. That's, that's or coming next. Wh- whatever. But, like, this is what we're talking about yeah. is, is the, they're, they're beneficial because God is always, there's something that we can bank on to be rewarded by to get more God with. Right. Yeah, they're not was, empty. If we're doing it right, it, it, it's that time with him that, that we're, sure. we're actually 
having meaningful quality time in his presence, um, that's the best part, yep, right? For him. sure. Yeah, he, yeah, Hebrews talks about that. That you know, we have to believe that God rewards those you know, who seek Him. Like that's part of our faith is believing that He's a rewarder. Uh, and so, um, but that's the weird yeah. part of the disciplines. It feels like if I do A, B, and C, I will get sure. You know, whatever the next letters are, mm-hmm. uh, and, and <laughs> you know, and that's what we think that way. So it's more formulaic. I will do. The, I'll do my part so that God does His part. <clears throat> if that's your mindset going into these, I think it's going to be kind of a cold regimented weird thing that's probably not that helpful yeah still still be good still worth doing don't misunderstand but i think that sometimes it's just i don't know we we do it just because we get him like you said david and i think that's yeah that's a better mindset that's the ultimate benefit yeah 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 for sure and and over time i think as as you know we intentionally you know undertake these kinds of practices in our life um you know the result just kind of you know slow and steady wins the race you know as we you know get into the word on a regular basis as we make time for prayer on a regular basis as we engage in fellowship and you know these kinds of things that that kind of the cumulative effect over time is is pretty incredible it might not be that you come away every day from your bible reading with your mind blown about what you read for sure but you know over time you know scripture is going to change you and it's going to form you and god's going to use that in your life and I think sometimes people expect going into these things, these kind of mind-blowing experiences, um, and, and that's just not always the case. Well, it's not even about the burning bush, right? Like right. once in a while, he may light one, sure. you know, as a result of it. But it's about a, a mindset, right? So it's not right. that something's blown your mind, but it's that something sets your mind. Yeah, that's a good and, distinction. And I need my mindset every day, right? Because my mind is is prone to wander every morning, right? And so there needs to be like this intentional um, calibration that happens so that my mind is actually set where it needs to be. And, and, if, and if nothing else, that, that's a lot <laughs> to yeah. have our mind set <laughs> on God. Right. Yeah. So, so the next question, and you uh, alluded to this, David, already. So are spiritual disciplines a means or an end? Yeah, no, it's 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 uh, the disciplines are obviously a, a means to the end. The end right. is God. Like yep. we, we we need more God. We want more God. Uh, we're on this earth to glorify God and uh, to bring you know glory to His name and and to to walk in the things that He's left us here to walk in. How do we do that? By constantly um, getting closer to Him <laughs> by being in front of Him and right. having Him in front of us. And that's what the the spiritual disciplines do. Is they're 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 uh, avenues. Um, you know, for, for putting God in front of us, you know? Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people might tend to think that, you know, the Christian life is about these things and they look at them as, as, you know, I've got to read my Bible and I've got to pray and I've got to do these things. And, um, you know, they kind of leave out this, this idea that, that, you know, these are things that are meant to draw us to God, not, not to be the replacement for God or a substitute for God. Um, because we can get pretty proud of ourselves when, when we do right. the, you know, when our Bible app tells us you've, you know, read your Bible for, you know, three days in a row now or two weeks in a row or you know, a month or whatever it is, um, you know, pretty proud of those kinds of things. But it's easy to get wrapped up in the practices and miss out on the biggest benefit mm-hmm. of being drawn to God in it. Which is where it just becomes a religious exercise, right? right? Like religiosity takes over when it's, when it's just about... Um, you know, how devoted you are to doing something, right. You know, without ever, um, paying attention to why you're, you're doing it or, um, making that the, the thing that matters. So, yeah. yeah. And we, and there's a lot of people that are very religious with right. what they do and why and how they do it because it makes them feel pretty darn good about themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. So forget, forget whatever's going on here. Like 
they 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 feel pretty good about themselves, right? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> what What do you think for for you guys? Um, what What has been maybe some of the more formative practices in your own life that have helped you to draw near to God and things on this list or other things, you know, whatever? Like, what have been some of the most formative spiritual practices for you guys? I kind of already mentioned it, but I, for me, it's it's the corporate aspect of Christianity um, that's helped me more than anything else. Yeah. If it was up to me as an individual, kind of um, just to, to to make sure that I was growing or make sure that I was maintaining and all that kind of stuff, I don't I don't do it well alone. Um, so if I can do it um, with people, which I think that that's how he's designed it to be, it's just much yeah, a much better experience for me and I'm more faithful and more you know encouraged all those things yeah. so yeah the fellowship um, thing's big for me too and i think we've all talked like i'm not like a um a very social person like naturally like i i would literally like be fine with with oodles and oodles of time on my own like put me on an island without anybody and mm-hmm. i would be pretty happy so like I, i'm more that way but I, but i agree that like one of the things that i've grown to enjoy um so much as far as what God does through it is is just staying in constant fellowship with with other believers. Like a, a sheep, you know, apart from the fold is is in bad shape. Like yeah. bad bad news. I know that's true for me. So um, for me, it's even it's even a simple thing. Like I will get up, like we just kind of talked about, and I will just read a verse. So there's a daily verse that I get in the morning. It's the first thing I see. I get up, I get my cup of coffee, I go to my computer to start grabbing emails, and there's there's the daily verse on there. And so it's that starting with just the setting of my mind, even with a sentence um, that is super simple, that tells me who I am, that reminds me of who he is, that reminds me of why I have another day of breath, which is to glorify him. Like it, it does all these things. And then of course, whatever it's speaking directly usually speaks to me. And so um, so that's just one of the simple things that I do is I, I grab that verse in the morning with my cup of coffee. So it doesn't have to be a book. It doesn't have to be a chapter. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be, you know what I mean? Some extensive reading. It's just, it's just something that puts God in front of me and reminds me of why I exist, you know? Yeah, that's so. good. I would agree with you guys too. Just, you know, fellowship is huge. I mean, I think, I think God, like I just look back on my life and realize like God's, I think, wired me in that way to just kind of crave, you know, fellowship and friendship and people and, you know, those kinds of things. So maybe uh, opposite to you, like I feel like I'm naturally wired, you know, for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I realize the more and more that time goes on, the value of that in my life. And, and I also think I've been, you know, really blessed over time just to have people in my life well, that me. Have pointed me towards Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm mean, talking exactly yeah. to you, both of, <laughs> seriously, both of you. <laughs> um, that was, that was but, a joke. But, but even just, even back to my childhood, like I just realized as I think about it that, you know, I've had people in my life constantly pointing me to Christ from an early age and, you know, that that's God's doing. For sure. Um, and so, you know, fellowship has been, you know, probably the most formative thing. Uh, well, I mean, the word is obviously, you know, is what all of this stems from. Um, you know, but, but, you know, if I, if I had to rank the disciplines, <laughs> you know, the, the fellow, you know, fellowship is up there mm-hmm. you know, for sure. Well, I, I, I would just say also, I think we do the same thing we do with disciplines as we do with discipleship. I think we overcomplicate it. We make it a programmatic kind of thing, sure. almost with a, with a, an end goal in mind. Okay. If I do, if I do this and right. not, you know, I'll get to this point. I just feel like it's a much more organic. It is. You know, it should be part of just living out the Christian life on mission with other Christians. These things kind of work themselves out. Yeah. And I, again, so if it's become this program to where it's, you know, checklists and this kind of cold, dead religiosity, like you said, 
I think we're missing it. It just yeah. can be so much more fulfilling and rich and wonderful when we're just spending time with the Lord and with other Christians on mission together. And all of this stuff is just kind of happening organically. So, yeah. So on that note, cause I really like that. I have found that like my spiritual disciplines, like go through seasons and it's because of how organic it is. And so it doesn't mean that I ever go for like, you know, days or weeks without praying or something like that. But there's times when my, the, uh, my going to the Father in prayer is much more intense and much more off, often and much more rich and much more much more deep than other times. There's times where right. fellowship is um, is 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 much more you know strong in my life than it is in other seasons. And so it, I kind of go along with with what's going on, kind of the rhythm of my life at the time, kind of dictates um, you know how much and how often and all that, all that stuff sure. with my, so, so it, it's not something that I'm just checking a box. I'm just allowing, you know, what, what God's doing with me and around me to kind of dictate, um, what goes on with my spiritual disciplines. Does that make sense? It, yeah. So it doesn't mean yeah, that absolutely. I, that I ever like ignore any of them. It just means that there's times they're more intense sure. than other times. Same with confession. You, you mentioned one, which is one that probably no one wants to talk about. I mean, you know, that's, <laughs> no one does talk about, uh, it, um, it's the same thing. I mean, you guys have noticed there's probably times where I go along and things are fine and there's not much, you know, um, maybe honesty for, for lack of a better term of things going on, you know, in my life to you guys. And then there's other times where, you know, stuff comes out, you know, and, <laughs> and again, it's, 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 it's not a, I have to do this. It's, it's what God's doing to me and in me right. in a moment that dictates, uh, the confession and the things like that that are going on. And so anyway, it's, it's organic to go back to what Brent well, even, was even, yeah. spirit, even spirit led because there's times when when we have such a dependence before God because of something that's going on in our life or something that's happening you know corporately in the church and so our, our time on our knees in prayer yep. is greater and there's times when somebody challenges us with something doctrinal yep. where we can't we're just devouring God's word yep. trying to figure something out yeah and, and so it becomes it's this it's more of a practical sense than a you know whatever else you call it and so it, it is you know I don't know it's more natural than we natural. Try, than we try to make it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk through uh, for a minute some some of the things uh, on on the list and, and what what these look like, just kind of in our own life, both the uh, you know the, the benefits of it, the, the struggles of it, uh, and whatnot. And um, yeah, I think I, I intentionally put at the very first of the list, you know, Bible study. I think the reading of the Word again, everything that kind of stems you know from that. Well, all three of us, I would venture to guess, are pretty good at this one because <laughs> we have to be. Right. Well, and, and that's a point I was going to make is I think I think the danger for the pastor uh, uh-huh. is that you know our Bible reading is purely for sermon prep. You know, like like do we have oh, Bible reading well, outside why, why are you of going there, sermon dude? prep? You know, are we engaging in this practice? You know, not not because it's our duty or our job, uh, even though we enjoy. You know, like I love putting together sermons, like I know you guys do too. Uh, but but do we have Bible reading outside of sermon prep? Not as much, I'll be honest. Uh, but but it's partly because I enjoy studying my. I I like reading my Bible in, in light of sermon sure. prep because it's there's something about God's word that drives me to the pulpit. Uh, when I read it, I have to get it out of me, and so I'm so excited when I'm right. when I'm studying it that that it's just a whole different level of of reading. I enjoy it far more than just you know I'm just gonna you know flip back and read a chapter. Uh, when I'm preparing to teach, it changes it completely for me. Yeah, yeah I would I, I would encourage other people to read it that way. Just yeah. I would I would say we definitely have a handicap with this than most Christians because we have to. So I don't see it as a yeah. bad thing, even if it's for sermon prep. I, I see it as a plus. Sure, plus. there's still benefit, absolutely. Yeah, and and again, the reason 
why we're even here to begin with, like um, shepherding the word of God, why that why we do that is because that calling's on our life. We already have an affinity for the word of God. There's this what I just hear noises in the building. <laughs> just, are they scared? Hey, Somebody's no. downstairs doing something. So like we we already have this like total appreciation, desire, hunger for the word of God. That's why we're where we're at. God's right. put that in us and and so this is probably not one that we struggle with, whether it's for sermon prep or not. We enjoy right doing this. Yeah, this yeah. is a, this is one of those disciplines that we can get down with. Right. Well, Absolutely. and not just not just the you know picking up your Bible and reading, yeah. but but even filling your mind with. Uh, there's so many things throughout the week that I'm reading, listening to, whether yeah. it's sermons, podcasts, um, you know, articles, um, you know, YouTube channels that we enjoy. That you're constantly filling your head and your mind with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Again, in a more natural, normal way than right. just than just maybe you know, reading through two chapters and then checking off your checking off the box. So, right. I, I mean, it, the Christian should be saturated with the Word of God. Yeah. And if you're not, you're, you're just missing out. So, so what would you say to the, to the person who struggles to pick up their Bible and read? Because I think that's a lot of people that just, you know, maybe they're not naturally don't like reading or something or just the busyness of life. It's hard to, you know, sit down and dedicate, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, a half hour, whatever it is, uh, you know, to read. What would you say to that person? This is the one where I would go back to saying, like, you, you'll like push through it as much as you don't want to because yeah. you will you will be rewarded right yeah like not to rank them chad <laughs> but like this one to me is is probably top top yeah because it it is what properly puts all the other ones in their place it is what yep what gives us the other ones right agreed but uh we all we all know like second you know, Second Timothy three sixteen, right? All all scriptures breathed out by God, profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, training, righteousness, that the man of God may be com- not just the pastor, but the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. This is why we're here, and and so like you're you're anemic in um, not just your ma- your maturity in the Lord, like your walk in the Lord, but um, also in your joy in the Lord. If you're not, if you're not like drinking often and eating often from the word of God. So this is, this is one where I would, I would definitely tell someone not legalistically, like if you're, you know, you're, you're a horrible, horrible (laughs) Christian if you don't do this, but like find ways to push through, um, you know, the barriers, um, and, and read your Bible Yeah, because you will be washed and renewed every time you do it. We, we also got, uh, we're living in a time where it's very easy to, to find alternative ways to listen to the Bible on, on your phone. Everybody has an app on their phone probably that will actually read the Bible to you in your car yep. on a walk. Not uh, a lot of there's, excuses, huh? There's lots yeah. of ways you can get, and, and I would just again say that the sitting under the preaching, the proclaiming of God's word, um, not the same as just reading it on your own, but, sure. but I think just making sure that you're uh, regularly, you know, yeah. sitting under the authority of God's word in some way is going to be beneficial mm-hmm. yeah i think as you were saying that i was thinking of you know one of one of the guys in our church who regularly will and i think he does this with all the pastors he'll say come up on a sunday morning saying mm-hmm. I, I was reading ahead in this week's passage and uh, just you know was praying for you guys and thinking for you of you guys but like i don't even know where you're going to go with this this is so confusing mm-hmm. and then afterwards he'll come up and say oh man like you you just unlock that in a way that like i just didn't know and, mm-hmm. and the, the thing that i appreciate about that is just the idea the intentionality of reading ahead uh, and coming into Sunday, being prepared for whatever that passage is, like that's just a cool way to to um, you know be uh, an engaged Christian in the church. And, and I just have a deep appreciation, you know, for that brother that he yeah. does that. And he's being trained in like exposition, which yeah. is a whole other thing. But like that's really what he's doing, 
is he's he's coming to the word to see if what he pulls out of it is going and so he's actually right. learning whether we we come at it differently or not how to read his bible Absolutely. he's being trained in how to read his bible which yeah. is kind of neat and so that's a simple way, you know, for the person that's struggling, you know, a simple way to start is like, just read next week's passage yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, see what God does over time as you uh, make that a regular practice in your life. Um, what, what about prayer? I, I, we're not going to get to this whole list, but like, what about prayer? What, is, what does that look like uh, for you guys? Fasting, and how, do, yeah. how do we struggle through prayer at times? I've definitely never been disciplined in my prayer as compared to most Christians. So I'll I'll hear a lot of Christians, like they have these definite prayer times, you know, even if you read like your old Testament, you look at someone like Daniel and you're just like, okay, like I'm a stinking loser. Yeah. This dude's rad. You know what I mean? Um, like prayer's never been that thing where I'll just, I'll just sit down and dedicate like even an hour to prayer. I am definitely an organic natural guy with my my (laughs) prayer life. I, 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 I love the prayer without ceasing. Yep, and um, that's pretty much my life with prayer. It, it doesn't mean that I'm constantly praying, but I'm constantly mindful of God. Sure, and then we're just shooting stuff back and forth. There, there doesn't need to be on your knees right. and open, a close. Dialogue. Like we're walking and talking, right? right? We're working and talking. We're playing and talking. Like it's it's going on. So, um, and that I can't shut off. Like it's not something I try to do. It, it sure. is a natural thing. So, um, but it doesn't look like. I think a lot of times people can elevate that that dedication part, you know, no, right. if you're really praying, if you really want to be a prayer warrior, then you're just going to like forsake everything and lock yourself to the ground yeah. for a while. And it's like, I, I just don't, have I done that? Yeah. Is that normal practice for me? No. Like it takes something, you know, specific in my life that sends me there. Sure. So I don't know. So not very disciplined. It's kind of here, there, and everywhere. Well, there's a discipline to just the ongoing dialogue, too, and just kind of incorporating that into your life. See, I would say that's go, a, that, that one's a natural know. one to me. Yeah. Like, it's, it's anyway, uh, we don't need to get into that, but yeah. yeah. It is neat though when you can. I mean, I think I think we can always develop a better prayer life, mm-hmm. um, but but I think ultimately, if if it's not something you fo- you have that continual connection to God all day long, where you're you're right there, you know, at any moment you're throwing up prayers, popcorn prayers, whatever you want to call yeah. them. But that's that's probably more what I'm like as well. But I yeah. love when we get into more focused prayer with other people. <clears throat> you know, you just sit down and you know spend some time praying with brothers and sisters in, in Christ. Dependence always you know draws me there more yeah. when I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. But I wish that there was more. Um, if I'm just being transparent, more adoration in my prayer. Just time where I just adore the Lord sure. in my prayer and spend time doing that because it seems like I'm really you know quick to hey here's my here's my list of needs. Right. Uh, I'm always you know always ready with that, but not always so much ready for worship and for adoration. Yeah, well, that's yeah. good. Yeah, when you just come to him and call him Sky Daddy, I mean, what do you expect, Brent? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't call him that, David. I, I was going to end with that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to say it. Yeah. It's just fun to say. <laughs> um, I'm not saying it's useful. Another aspect to think about is even like the kind of pray as you go, you know, kind of things. Something I appreciate about you, Brent, that, that I've actually been convicted by lately is you're always really quick in a given situation to say, "Well, let's just pray right now." You know, somebody comes up and, and you know, shares a need in their life or whatever, and, and you're just you're the quickest one, I think, to say, well, let's pray for that here in the moment. Um, you know, that's something that, that in my life, like I would like to, like you've been an example for me in that, and I would like to incorporate that more of um, rather than saying, well, I'll pray for you and right. just, you know, moving on, <laughs> um, which I think we all tend to do that, sure. but um, just to stop in the moment. Um, because I think that's, you know, a, a practice that we could probably all incorporate a little more in our life, and, and especially as pastors, just to show people the value of prayer and our, our trust in God in in doing that. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah. yeah. 
I think it's just happened to me enough times to where I recognize the value of it. When somebody stopped what they were doing and immediately, you know, kind of made you, this is important and I'm going to stop everything right now. Yeah. And we're going to commit this to the Lord. It, it just it hit me so hard that I thought, why, why don't we all do this? And right. so I, it's because it's been done, you know, it's been modeled to me so many times. That's why I do it yeah. and, and why it just seems easy. But that's again, where it becomes, it's not a discipline. It's right. just a, right. it's just a very natural, organic Our thing to do. desperation in a moment. And, and we should be quick to do that for each other, yeah. you know? Yeah, and even like also like I shared with you guys one time I, I saw one of our church members in Costco, um, and had this this awkward prayer in Costco. Like I appreciated it, but it was an awkwardly long prayer in Costco. Is there a hug involved? <laughs> there too? was a hug involved, yeah. and again I, I appreciated it greatly. I mean it was very meaningful, um, you know. But but even just that in the moment, the person was like, "We just need to pray for this right now," and, and it was really cool. Yeah, um, even though it was you know kind of a weird place to do it, but I appreciated it you know very much. Um, what about fasting? What about it, Chad? <laughs> Are you going to answer that? Why don't you answer you, that? Do you, you have anything you want to say about that, David? Is there anything you want to say about it? Um, you know, I fast between meals. I just preached every day. a couple weeks yeah. ago on this, and <laughs> I, I still don't know any, any, any more. So, so it's any safe better. to say that that's probably probably one that maybe we don't incorporate in our life. Like, I know people who uh, regularly fast, and, and, like, it's a joy of their life to do that, and I don't get it at all. I, I, I don't would relate s- to that in any way. I would say that you shouldn't do it unless you have, like, a... A, a real clear desire yeah um to to do it and that's going to sound funny but like again sure. like if you if you one of the things i did find is if you go to the epistles to the church it's not it's not anything that's exclusively like you guys need to be doing this right do we see the church doing it yeah twice in the book of acts they came together and fasted for different reasons but it's 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 another one of those soapbox things that people can get on and be like, right. why aren't you fasting? Like I'm fasting. It's like, cause you're led to, right. <laughs> you know? Like it could be beneficial, you know what I mean? Yeah. For anybody who does it. Uh, but it can be, it's one of those things that can be done so often for the wrong reasons. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I don't know. Like praying. I know, I know, I know we're supposed to be about that. Right, I know we're supposed, right. I know we're supposed to be about the word of God. I know we're supposed to be about fellowship and all that stuff. Fasting is one of those things that I think people can actually maybe I'm going to get in trouble for this, maybe get away <laughs> with going like, I just don't, I don't understand it. And I don't, I don't, I don't know why I need to do this. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't think I've done it right. I think that's part of, part of it. I think if, if there's people that, it, um, I've talked to people who have done it and, and it, it draw, it drew them into more of a dependence with God and, and they got maybe more clarity and something that they were, and I, I, maybe I just haven't done it long enough or done it right. I've, I've tried, you know, I've done it sure. a couple of days, maybe at the most or something like that. And all it, I was just grumpy, right. you know, hangry. It didn't seem to bring out the best in me. Um, I was distracted in a weird way from it. I, I, I don't know. I didn't. But again, I, I, it's probably a me thing, not a, yeah. you know, not a fasting thing. So. Yeah, if you're sure. doing it to get more God, then you should do it. You know, yeah. which is which is I think what it does. Well, and it, I think day. part of my motivation, if I'm being honest, was this idea of okay, how do I get God's arm behind his back in this situation where I want him to act on my behalf? <laughs> right. It's like, okay, I'll fast and then and I'll lose to, twenty pounds while I do it. Yeah, <laughs> and then he'll have to do what I want. You know, I, that's a weird mindset. But I think we we go into certain things that way when, especially when it comes to disciplines. You know, if I do these things, then God has to perform. Right. And it's like, no, that's not that's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Confession. Wait, wait, wait. What are you, dude? Like fasting? Chad? No, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a faster. Okay, confession, Chad. Is that a hard boycott? That, yeah, that is a confession that, that I am not a faster. Yeah, hard boycott on fasting. <laughs> no, I, I don't think fasting is a bad thing, and, and I wouldn't, you know, judge anybody for you know doing it. It's just, you know, it's not something that I've incorporated into my life, and not something I find joy in at all. Um, and if, you know, if you do, good for you. You know, go for it. <laughs> 
Okay. Confession. Boy, what does what does that look like? Like I know I know some churches were thinking about kind of individual and corporate disciplines. Like I know some churches that incorporate into their service like a time of confession. Well, uh, Brent used to be Catholic, so he could probably speak yeah. to this one. <laughs> In the Roman Catholic Church, it felt like a discipline. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would I would actually use that that term. I don't, again to me this is just this is just normal Christianity. Um, we're supposed to we're supposed to confess to each other. We're supposed to let each other know what's going on in our lives. It's not. I don't see it as a um, a checklist kind of thing. I, I see, see yeah. it as a normal aspect of Christian life. We need to make it possible for people to do that. Not feel like a freak. Right. Not feel like a you know I'm 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 the only one that's doing this. And, and when we when you have that kind of an open, I love our our sharing time here at the door over mm-hmm. the years. It's been interesting to see the way people have just gotten up and confessed things publicly in front of the whole church. You know, we're even right. live streaming it sometimes. And they're just honest about what's going on, but there's power in that when we when we admit our faults and we we ask the church for help, we ask God for help publicly. It's a big deal, right? What what about on on an individual basis? And maybe this is tied, you know, to our prayer time, um, but just confessing, you know, things things to God. Um, you know, at the end of the day, like there's nothing that He doesn't know, and and so I don't think we confess to Him necessarily for His benefit. But but more for our own benefit of acknowledging, you know, here, here's where I've gone, you know, off the rails. What why is it important for the believer to do that? <laughs> <laughs> to me, confession <laughs> is just agreeing with God. Yeah. Um, you know, you're you're saying that, that what I've done is is wrong before you, and and you know, you're to me, it's it's kind of like when your kids would would you know admit that they'd done something wrong and ask for you to forgive them. You knew about it already, right. but to know, to know that they knew it and that they understood it and that they, they, you know, it just means a lot. And so that's what to me confession is agreeing with God that what I've done is violated, you know, or done something, you know, gone against something you've asked for and sure. grieved you. Yeah. And I'm going to acknowledge that and ask for forgiveness. Yeah. So. Well, we call it repentance, right? Or the mm-hmm. Bible does. Right. And, and that's really what it's about is, is just a, a turning and a turning happens when we acknowledge and, um, you know, own up to, uh, the fact that we're wrong and God's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. And then we can, we can repent and we can turn and go another direction. So it's, it's all part of, you know, just, you know, healing, but also, uh, fixing a, a restoring of a relationship that, right. that sin or wrong behavior breaks. Right. Which is probably the biggest component. To yeah. It. Yeah. It's so. an important part of the Christian life to realize that like we bring to the table, the mess that God fixes. Yeah. Right? It's important yeah. that we recognize that. And well, and our sin doesn't make him, you know, like travel farther away from us. Right. Our sin makes us travel farther away from him. And this is why it matters so much. This is why the acknowledgement, the confession, the repentance matters is so that we can get everything. Again, this is all about getting more God, right? And confession allows us to get more God. Yeah. You know, it takes down the barriers and the walls of the stuff that we've built up in our lives between us and him, whether we know it or not, you know. Yeah, so. if we confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us our yeah. sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yeah. It brings that relationship back into, uh, you know, a right place again. And so, tear down the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what What about uh, maybe maybe the other side of of the same coin? What What about thankfulness? Mm. Um, mm. You know, you talked about earlier, Brent, of just you know incorporating more into your prayer life, just adoration and recognizing the the good things that, that God you know has done in our lives. Um, you know, how, how can we live lives of thankfulness, e- even beyond in prayer? How can we just live thankful lives? Well, I know what it's like to not live a thankful life. Like, I know <laughs> yeah. what it does to me then, and I know what it does to my relationship with God then. Yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, it's natural to, to be able to see the other side of it then, you know, like, like 
thankfulness, living with a, an attitude of gratitude, uh, <laughs> like it, it does change things. It changes the way you view things. Sure. It changes the lens that you interpret life and, and circumstance and everything that's going on around you through is just by uh, learning to be um, grateful and lead yeah. uh, with, with acknowledging and, dis- and discovering and identifying that which we truly should be thankful for because there's always a gazillion things. I mean, we, we don't even acknowledge a fraction of, right. of them in any given moment, but it changes the way in which we live. It changes our character. It changes the way we do things. Uh, it changes the way we view things. It changes all of it. Um, and the psalmist shows us that. You know, David shows us that going through life and going through some, some gnarly stuff and being able to do it the way he did it is because he always acknowledged, um, you know, the goodness of God that was yeah. constantly upon him, you know, regardless what his life looked like. So um, I don't know. I, th- I think it's vital that, that, we, that we live, obviously, with, with thankfulness. I don't know. Again, I'll, I don't know if it's a spiritual discipline. I don't know if I can just sit down and go, I need to think <laughs> thankfully right now. You know what I mean? Right. There's seasons, man, that I go through where I, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm paying that much attention to what I'm thankful for and, and then that much attention to what I'm thankful for. And it's, you know. Yeah, I would think it, it's kind of a, there's an intentional mindset we can have sometimes of, yeah. of, of contentment. And, and that comes from sometimes taking a big step back and just looking at our life, looking at what we deserve from God, what he's given us, the grace he's given us, all of these things. And it, and it should it should foster contentment and, and thankfulness and gratefulness. Yeah. Uh, so anytime we're not feeling grateful, it's it's for me, it's a, it's that step back and, okay, wait a second, like, look at what God has done for me. Look who I am. Look at who I am and look who God is and look at, you know, what I have. And it changes my perspective on everything. Yeah. So look at what he's already done. Absolutely. Because right? I think we goes, do it by what what's continuing to happen in our lives, what's continuing yep. to unfold in the yep. day or in the moment. And and for me, it's, all, it's always what's already been established by him. So, like, this is yet another reason to preach the gospel to ourselves every yep. single day, right, is because we're always going to see the absolute greatest heart of God towards us back at the cross. It's already done. <laughs> it's already established, you know, and um, and that can that can uh, lead us uh, in, into a, a highway of gratitude, yep. right? Yeah, I think there's something to be said for you know just always intentionally thinking about you know things to be thankful for, even in the midst of, of the hard you know the hard things in your life, and maybe especially in the midst of the hard things in your life, remembering God's faithfulness um, and, and what He's done you know for you. Um, and that, that's a hard practice at times to cultivate because our natural response to difficulty isn't always gratitude or, or to think about the good things. Like we want to, you know, focus on the bad things that are going on and, you know, kind of wallow in them, I think, at times. Yeah. And, and it, it takes some time, I think, to, to build a practice in your life to, to say, you know, in those moments, what, what is it that I can be thankful for right now? This is a, a good example of, of this because I remember one time, there's a, I think it's a proverb that says, with my lips, I will praise you seven times a day. And I read that and thought, okay, I'm yeah. going to start doing this. So I made it, I made it a, a duty. And, uh, and I couldn't do it. I, 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 you know, I'd lose track about, you know, <laughs> 10 o'clock, I'd forget all about it and I wouldn't do it and the next day. I'd feel discouraged. Okay. I didn't yeah. praise God seven times a day. And so I'd try to do it the next day and I wouldn't do it. And I don't know, it, it actually, next kinda, thing you know, you're not saved. <laughs> no, but I remember just, it was, again, that, that's the problem with so many of these things yeah. is that, that when we get in, we talk about disciplines and things, I'm sorry, I'm doing it again, but it, it leads us to pride or it leads us to despair very often. Anytime we do something that's more of that legalistic kind of mindset, those are, those are the directions we go. And for me, it, you know, despair is usually where I go, not pride, because yeah. I usually fail. <laughs> and this was an area where I just failed. And um, 
you know, so I would just say whatever we're doing in this regard, make sure that we're, we're, it's delight, not duty. The minute it becomes duty, it start, you're going to start to go off the rails a little bit. Don't sure. treat these like New Year's resolutions. No. Right. And even like, I'm, again, I apologize because I know a lot of people journal and maybe they do consider that an, an aspect of, of you know, delight in, in growing closer to God. I don't mean to discount that. I've never been a person that, can, that does that or benefits from it, so I don't really get it. So if I, I, offend, I would journal about fasting. If I offended if I you, I'm chance. sorry, because I know a lot of people <laughs> that do that and find benefit in it. Right. So, anyway. Did you add, was mission on there, or witness, or evangelism? Evangelism. Let's talk about that one. How, how, how is that a spiritual practice? Well, it's it's actually why we're here. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so like, once we establish So, so if you're going to rank it, that one would be up the That's why the church exists on earth. Right. And so um, it, it kind of kind of matters a little bit. So so the prayer and the sitting under the Word and all that stuff to facilitate us into, you know, going out and, and sure. walking in and accomplishing that which we're here for right we're so, not christians in a bubble or in a vacuum yeah right? and, and this is a hard one this is a hard one for people where they they know like people most people most christians feel compelled like i should be sharing jesus with these these people that i'm around every every day that are jesusless but they're just yeah. scared to death they're terrified they don't know where to start like for a lot of people they're that's the that's the biggest challenge for them is this one you know so. what we should do is we should have a conference a, like a day conference on evangelism david okay how about that's that a great idea that's been on our list of things to do for a while. No, so. it's been on my list of things. I just I, thought it was a good segue to put that in no, your, you know, it's, yeah. See if we'll you can be it. disciplined enough it, to make that happen. Because it'll fix everything. <laughs> so once I get once I get my discipline in order to p- put the conference together, then we'll help. Yeah, we'll do it together. There you go. I agree, though. It, it, it's something again. You know, we get the opportunity, you know, to be light in the world and to to come alongside somebody that needs hope and that we have that message and. And it should be something I would use the word intentionality that, that yeah. we should just be very intentional about as we go through the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, you know, I know all of us have it in the back of our mind that we need to do, but, but even praying for those opportunities yeah. um, and, and then really looking for them and even trying to push on the doors a little bit every once in a while to see if maybe God's doing something. Do you think sometimes that we, we don't pray for those opportunities because we're afraid that we might get them? <laughs> for <All> sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. we, we know that God's like, that's that's the whole reason we don't relinquish anything in prayer, like yeah. honestly and fully. Yeah. It's because we don't know what he's going to do. and we, we But we know he's going to do something. Right. Right? <laughs> Are we going to like it? Is it going to hurt? Like, is it going to be scary? Like, he's going to do something. And so a lot of, you're right. A yeah. lot of times we're just not, we're just not going to ask for this. You know, things. but I would also, again, re- remind us that we don't have to overcomplicate this. A lot of times it just means forming relationships with the people around us with the intention that at some point we're going to talk to them about the Lord. It may not happen yeah. the first time you meet him. You might not just walk in and drop the gospel on him that day. But but are, are you forming relationships with people outside of the church and actively seeking to do that? You know, that's right. that's step one. And that's a pretty easy step. You know, just be friendly to the people, yeah. <clears throat> people in your life. That was my... my yeah, <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't getting choked up. Yeah. I just and, and threw I a bubble. Something across. I think you'll find that... that <laughs> People are a little more willing to talk about spiritual yeah. things than we give them credit for. Um, yeah, if it's not not, not always, a, not but, a com- but if but it's sometimes. not in a combative way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Sky daddy. Yeah. Um, well, we're just about time. And any other you know spiritual practices or disciplines maybe worth mentioning that we haven't talked about? <laughs> I mean, the list could <laughs> go on, right? You had more on your list than I had. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts? You want to encourage? people in their <coughs> spiritual practices? Because we've already given a lot of encouragement to you know, do it. But. I already said what I was going to say. Just, just yeah. you know, make, make sure that it's delight, not duty. And, and, um, and, and again, Christ is 
everything to us and, and he has accomplished what we couldn't accomplish. So we're always going to fall short. We're always going to, you know, miss the mark. Um, he didn't, he did that for right. us. And so, so knowing that Jesus is, is everything to us in that regard and that he's fulfilled what we couldn't kind of takes the burden off of you. Now you get to do this because it's an act of worship. It's an act yep. of, you know, delight. I get to do these things. I don't have to do them. And having that mindset, I think changes a lot. Yeah, and I think, you know, like the Bible talks about, you know, whatever doesn't come from faith is sin. And so, you know, we engage in these kinds of things as an act of faith, you know, trusting that God's going to meet us in them, trusting that God's going to meet us in our Bible reading, in our prayer, in our, you know, whatever, uh, fill in the blank with, you know, whatever was on the list, that God's going to do something mm-hmm. as a result. Yeah, and there's uh, benefit in them, but again, it's yeah. not going to, it doesn't make us, a, you know, it, it doesn't make him love us more or right. more pleased with us. Jesus does that for us. Right. And so just getting that part right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So any final thoughts, David, or no. did we cover it? No, you guys, yeah, you guys, you guys handle business. All right, we're praise good. Lord God, thank you for uh, this day. Thank you for, um, thank you for all these avenues that you've that you've left us um, to get more of you. Um, and I pray that that would be the biggest uh, thing, the biggest gain, I guess, for anyone listening, um, is, is that is that the idea is just is just more of you. Um, and so we thank you for your goodness, and we thank you that you've 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 given us um, access points um, that are that are vast and uh, and deep and um, and many and ready uh, to be used and accessed. Um, we thank you that what you did is enough uh, for where we are right now um, and what's going on with us. We thank you for the cross. Uh, we thank you for your goodness that you've already established. You're you're already. Um, have an approval of us and and so i pray that we would know that and then allow that to propel us into um taking those avenues towards you so yeah thank you for this day and all those that listen and and uh we uh, are thankful in your name amen 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 hey we'd still love uh, ideas for a future podcast if you have some send them to us where would they send those for those that don't know Comment section, <laughs> right? Send them to Chad. Yeah, <laughs> they'll find a way. Yeah, they'll figure it out. All right, see you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.